Welcome to Outside Source Football, your inside look at the NFL. Listen to the latest predictions and happenings from the season with your hosts, Evan Mick and Gabriel Vondre. Here they are now. Hello, and welcome to Outside Source Football with Evan Mick, Gabriel Vondre, and Joseph Doherty. We're going to start out this week recapping week 17, which was a huge week, and then we're going to talk a little bit about week 18 and some interesting playoff scenarios. We're going to start out with Jets-Browns. Uh, this was a great game for the Browns. Showed that Flacco can spread the ball around because, I mean, they were missing Amari Cooper and their offense didn't seem to be really missing anything even after Cooper had a 230-yard game last week. I think it was 260 or 50. It was a lot. It was a lot. Either way, um, I mean, what, what, what else can be said? I think we've said it all about Joe Flacco and each week he continues to prove us right. He They just keep looking better, this Browns offense. Yeah, I mean, even, yeah, like you said, without Amari Cooper, they're still rolling. David and Joe, who had a day. The Jets were never really in the game, I thought. I mean, they got down early. Brees Hall is really good. That was, I mean, one positive I could take away from the Jets is, and I think we all kind of already knew this, uh, but Brees Hall is a really good player. So that's something to look forward to uh, next year. But yeah, I mean, the Brown, you know, Joe Flacco was sleeping on the sideline in like the third quarter. <laughs> he had already thrown his 300 yards, his three touchdowns, his one interception. He always gets at least one. But no, nah, I mean, the Browns right now, in my opinion, the Browns are the second best team in the AFC after the Ravens. I think the two best teams in the AFC are in the North, and it's the Ravens and the Browns. But that's just my opinion. I would agree with that for sure. Uh, the Browns are playing like just a, a really great team and might be the second best team in the in the league right now. Eh, probably third behind San Fran, but I'd yeah. say they're, they're playing a really good top five team. And their defense is just ridiculous. Yeah, moving on to uh, Lions versus Cowboys. I'm going to turn this one over to, to Joe after I just say one thing. Uh, so I'm delusional. So great win by the Lions this week. <laughs> and that's all. So true. So true. Uh, yeah, I mean, what can I what can I say? The Lions, Cowboys, tails all this time there. Um, you know, the refs stay screwing over the Lions whenever they play the Cowboys. Um, I remember the last time that I thought the Lions were going to win a playoff game. Brandon Pettigrew was getting absolutely assaulted by a linebacker. Matthew Stafford throws it to him. Easy pass interference call. Nope, no call. No flag. Uh, yeah, and then know. everybody complains. You know, no, no, I, I got to go on a tangent here. Everybody complains about the Des Bryant versus the Packers. Like, that was a catch, and they didn't call it a catch or whatever. No, no, that was, that was the gods evening out. Um, that the Cowboys should have never even been in that situation. It should have been the Lions. Should have never been the Cowboys. So anyway, that, that, that's all. But yeah, I don't know. It, it clearly looks like Decker goes and reports. I still think that we should have just kicked the field goal after that happened to go into overtime. Uh, but some people don't like think about it. There was a there was an offsides by Parsons. Like maybe maybe Dan Campbell was just like, let's try to hard count them, and if they jump, let's run a play. You know, like people don't people aren't talking about that. People are like, oh, why would you go for it on seven? Well, they got them to jump offsides. Yeah, and had a free play, and then all of a sudden they're back at the like the, the three yard line, and then they went yeah. for it again. Like I don't know. I, I think that that's a fair thing to do. Uh, in that situation, but I still would have would have liked just to kick the extra point. I mean, you just had your heart ripped out. Are we really going to be able to overcome that? We had a great trick play dialed up, and from the seven, we're just running a normal play. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why the Lions sent all the linemen in there uh, to report, but the guy they said reported as eligible, Dan Skipper, seventy, wasn't even like really in there. I, I don't know. It's kind of ridiculous that it all went down. Uh, Apparently, over the PA, though, the ref did say that number 70 report is eligible, which, you know, I, I don't know why. I don't know if it's the Lions' job to correct him on that because uh, Decker went up to talk to him. But anyway, I'm just rambling at this point. Because yeah, either way, there was, there was a, a, ton, a lot to unpack there at the end of the game. 
I think, yeah, as a whole, I think we saw the NFL demoted this officiating crew from the playoffs. They're no longer going to be working a playoff game for a number of bad calls. They called um, the tripping earlier. That was bad. I think it was on the series before where Aiden Hutchinson attempts to trip a guy and they called tripping on the Cowboys tight end. So that was a, a really bad call that, I mean, yeah, this not against the Lions. That was in the Lions' favor. And then, yeah, at the end of the game where it seems like, yeah, they got the wrong guy reporting as eligible. So either way, by the end of the NFL demoting them makes me think that, yeah, this was all official error. You know, this was ref- this was their error. It wasn't, I don't think it was any, anything the Lions did wrong. I mean, that's kind of like an admission of guilt, right? Like right. This, this, this crew is being punished because they did such a horrible job. But I mean, yeah, as, as for, you know, things you can control as, as a player, as a team, um, I, I just, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like the decision to go for two from the beginning, just because it, it didn't feel it didn't feel like the kind of game where I was so scared of the Cowboys offense that I didn't want to go to overtime with them. You guys had held them to 20 points. 20 points. I mean, I, and I know the Cowboys had had some huge plays. I know CeeDee Lamb had a really big day, but you'd also gotten a lot of stops. Like I would, I would have had a little bit more faith in the defense at that point to get a stop or at least force a field goal. If you don't get the ball first in overtime, you know, I, I, I'm usually, I'm usually only in favor of going for two in those situations late in the game. If it's, you know, like 35, 34, or for, you know, 42, 41, whatever. It's it's been a super high scoring game. Like nobody can stop anybody. I don't think that was the case in this game. I mean, it you know, yeah, we had big plays by the offense on both sides, but it was still a relatively low scoring game. So I, at that point, I just kick it, go to overtime rather than than putting it all on one play like that. Yeah, yeah I got to talk about one more thing, uh, and that would be linebacker for the Lions, Derek Barnes, easy safety, not sacking back. Free. Blitz is free and just like hits him with the shoulder, bounces off. Dak Prescott throws it for a 95-yard touchdown to CeeDee Lamb. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, that's the most Lions play I've ever seen in my life. I don't think, you know, I obviously didn't play a whole lot of college football, right? I mean, I was on the team, but I wasn't good enough to actually play. I'll tell you what, I, I would have made that tackle. I would have done it because I would have wrapped him up or at least yeah, like was... slowed him down a little bit. Like, what? oh, my God, I just can't believe it's it. Just... So glad we drafted. So glad we drafted a linebacker in the first round, just so we could put Derek Barnes in to just miss a tackle for safety. That was really bad. Yeah, I I kind of wonder if it's. Do you think it's the rules against hitting the quarterback that forces guys to like slow up or second guess, or was that not at all? Not at all in that situation. I I could see a situation where if he slowed up, but he just bounces off of him, like he's got a clean shot right at him. He has the ball in his hands. Like it's not like yeah. I, I don't know. It's not like he had to dive at his knees or something. Like he just had to like grab him. He could have slowed down and grabbed him, and he would have been fine. Yeah. Like with with the pass rush was like he kind of escaped the pass rush a little bit, and it was behind him, behind Dak. So like if Derek Barnes just like grabs him and holds him up, he's going down, yeah. or just like yeah. slows him down I, a little bit. So no, I don't. I don't blame the people. Are blaming the roughing the pass rules? I don't at all. That was just a bad play. You just kind of make that tackle. I got you. And. Before we move on, uh, quick shout out to CeeDee Lamb. It was a great game. Yeah. I do think I do think this season he's he's cemented himself into that uh that top tier of receivers in the NFL. I think he's second in the league in yards right now, behind only Tyreek Hill. And, and just watching him play, like he's the guy can do everything at receiver. And I think he's really kind of come into his own. I mean, he's obviously been a good player in the NFL for a long time, but kind of took that next step to becoming one of the great great receivers in the NFL right now. So good for CD. nothing like nothing like taking your next step against the Lions secondary though. That started um did they start? Who, who was their corner? It wasn't Dorsey, it was somebody else. I'm 
pretty sure. Or somebody worse. Right. No, it, no, Sutton's fine. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, anyway, you guys are just you're just gonna use it as fuel, all right? It's, it's just, just what drives. I would be really livid right now if the Lions lost to the Vikings, like they probably should have. And if this was like for, I guess since the Vikings lost to the Packers, we still would have won the North. But like, if this was for the North, I'd be in shambles right now, and like maybe we wouldn't even be in the playoffs or something. But it, it just really hurts because with the Eagles losing. And if the Lions beat the Cowboys, they'd have the tiebreaker and be up a game on them. And they're kind of looking at a two seed, like lock, maybe even the one seed. And I don't know, having a home, I don't know. I just hope that we see the Cowboys in Dallas again and just smoke them in the playoffs. That'd be awesome. It would make this loss even, I would actually be happy that we lost this game if that happened. Not saying it's going to, but a man can dream. Yeah, moving on to Dolphins-Ravens. Ravens offense absolutely dominated. They didn't punt until like, halfway through the third quarter and i mean nobody often nobody's offense is kind of like comparable to the dolphins because it's so different it's run so different than all the other offenses and the offense wasn't bad against the the ravens it was the dolphins defense that got absolutely destroyed a lot of just like wide open uncovered players simple rub routes the ravens couldn't even uh couldn't cover tight end drag they were in the same play on the goal line twice tight end drag across the field both times wide open touchdowns uh, the Dolphins have to have better defensive adjustments. That was that was my big takeaway for them. Yeah, this one for me was the Ravens won this game in the last three minutes of the first half and then the first couple minutes of the second half. You know, like Otter always talks about that last four, first four, second, second quarter and third quarter. That's when the Ravens won this game. This game was 14 to 13 with three minutes left in the second. And then the Ravens just exploded. They score a touchdown, get another turnover, get a turnover, score another touchdown to end the first half, and then they scored again quick. And then all of a sudden the game was 35 to 13 and it was over after that. The the Dolphins had to start pressing. They couldn't run the football anymore. They were an obvious passing situation in situations and the Ravens defense was able to tee off on them. I think got another interception, not to his best game by any means, but I, I agree with you that yeah, the Dolphins defense was the bigger issue here than their offense. Their offense hung with the Ravens, like I said, through most of the first half. Um, but unfortunately, just couldn't uh, couldn't keep that momentum going, and, and the Ravens just ran away with it. And what is it about Lamar and the Dolphins? He just always has insane games against the Dolphins. I don't know if it's because they're like South Florida team, and that's where he's from. I know this game wasn't in Miami. This game was in Baltimore. But he just always brings his A game against the Dolphins. Yeah, Lamar looks looks awesome and the Ravens look really scary and I don't know what the betting odds are but I know that the Ravens have got to be Super Bowl favorites uh, by a pretty heavy margin I would think and Lamar Jackson's odds to win MVP now are like minus 20,000 or something I think I saw he's he's pretty much locked it up he locked it up which is crazy because like I feel like five weeks ago nobody was really talking about Lamar being the MVP um no it was because he didn't have the stats like you could say because of the stats right that's what I was Right, because he doesn't have the best stats, but the last week, couple weeks, he's been padding those stats and looking like the best player in the league. So, Evan, Evan, what about you? Do you still think the 49ers are better than the Ravens? Yeah, you had to say that last week. I know I do said still, it last week. I'm not. Do you still, do you still feel that way? Are you going to stand on business there? I think I still feel that way. If I'm being honest, I still feel more confident. <laughs> My God. About the, the bro, Niners in the playoffs than I do about the Ravens. Bro, you are glazing hard right now. Come on now, unreal. Not I being on say, this podcast last week killed me because I listened to it and I heard you say that and I was just gonna I don't know I don't know how could you say that after the Ravens just kicked the crap out of the Niners like I don't know come on Evan 
I will say the one thing about the Ravens, the most impressive thing is the fact that they can win in any way. Uh, it's rare to see a team that can come back from behind. They can run the clock out when they're ahead. Uh, they can win a low-scoring defensive game because their defense is so good. Uh, they can win games 49 to 42. They, if can, they, they can win on a big special teams play. Yeah. Had another huge special teams uh, return in this game that helped sort of break it open. Yeah, so I do think probably the Ravens are better than the 49ers now, but I think it's still really close. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I would say uh, at the end of the day, the difference is Lamar Jackson or Brock Purdy, and who do you feel better about? And I I, I don't think anybody would take uh, Brock Purdy over Lamar Jackson right now or ever. Yeah, moving on to Steelers-Seahawks. The weakness in this Seahawks team has always been their front seven. And it really got exposed this game, especially so they're missing Jamal Adams and whoever was their replacement to that safety spot just could not tackle on the runs. And one of the worst tackling games by their corners as well, because Witherspoon's usually, you know, a pretty good tackler. Uh, the Steelers ran the ball all day. Is that what you got? That's what I got. Yeah, this was a good game. Really tight back and forth game. Really came down to late in the game, the Seahawks turned the ball over and allowed Pittsburgh to get a 10-point lead. But other than that, they were just sort of trading back and forth, either tying the game up or team would go ahead by three points. And then, yeah, once the Steelers got a 10-point lead, the Seahawks got the ball back, had to settle for a field goal, and then couldn't get a stop on defense. Like you said, they, they couldn't stop the run. Najee Harris and, and um, Warren both had good games. George Pickens, another pretty big day. And I, I it's funny because Mason Rudolph has probably, yeah, in these past two games played the best game at uh, – at quarterback that the Steelers have had all season. But even in this one, he throws some passes, and some of them were completed, but they are so inaccurate. I mean, like, throwing to guys that are wide open, and they're having to make, like, circus catches because the ball is thrown so high over the head. I don't know why Steelers quarterbacks are so inaccurate, but you would think that there was somebody out there that could throw the ball a little bit more accurately, especially when guys are as open as Deontay Johnson and, and George Pickens were at times in this game but i mean all that aside they win they keep their playoff hopes alive unfortunately for all of us and and the streak is extended mike tomlin has never had a losing season and he will not have a losing season this year even after a few weeks ago all signs were pointing to that um he keeps his record alive so for mike tomlin let's go every good big big hand to mike tomlin good job coach Yeah, yeah you get to watch the steelers in the playoffs now. Gosh, so I, I, I really, I really hope they don't get in. I hope they don't get in. Me too. Yeah, the passing lanes this game were there just because of how good the run game was. It was less Rudolph playing well and more the Seahawks linebackers trying to crack down on the run, which had been destroying them all day. I mean, Pickens had some some nice catches, like you said. Uh, and the Seahawks' offense wasn't bad. They had to get away from from Kenneth Walker a little bit because uh, of the clock at the end of the game. But overall, the game not on the offense definitely. Once again, defensive, defensive error. Moving on to Patriots-Bills. Great game by this Bills defense. The only reason the offense was really even able to put up 20 points was because the defense had three turnovers in the Patriots' half. And pick six, obviously, because of 27. Uh, The bad news for the Bills is that watching this whole game, Josh Allen just looked like every play he was in so much pain. He got hurt at the end of the game, but he really looked hurt all game. Those tush pushes that they were running on his side, just, I mean, he was not getting up fast at all. Do you think he's hurt? I mean, I what's, what's the word? I think he's a little bit hurt. I mean, he has a, he's, he's got a shoulder injury. They put in Kyle Allen at the end of the game to, just to yeah. take QB Neal after he got the sneak for the one yard. Huh. 
It's unfortunate they're not in a position to rest him this week. Yeah, their playoff spot is not guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, this was, I think, two weeks in a row now where the Bills won despite not playing very well. I mean, this game should have been over really early. The, the Like you said, the Bills forced uh, four turnovers, I think, in the first half. And the Patriots were still, they just let him hang around by yeah, either the Bills turning the ball over or settling for field goals. So good that they won, but they're kind of, in, in my opinion, I feel like the Bills are trending down a little bit. You know, they were really hot a few weeks ago, and now they've had two weeks where they don't look very good. So, you know, we'll see what happens. They got... Obviously, a huge matchup with the Dolphins this week. Winner takes the AFC East and the number two seed in the playoffs. And then the loser is in danger of falling out of the playoffs. Actually, the, are the Dolphins, are they already in regardless? The Dolphins, are, the Dolphins are in. The Dolphins are in regardless, but the Bills, if the, if the Bills lose, they could drop out of the playoffs. Yes, correct. Yeah, so... We'll see. We'll see which. Uh, we'll see what Bills team shows up. But yeah, certainly not good if um, if Allen is if Allen is hurt. That's not uh, that's not what you want going into the playoffs. Yeah, I hope that the uh, Bills were just uh, victims of a trap game, kind of two weeks in a row. You know, they played the Chargers yeah. right after they fired Staley, and then they played the Patriots, who like have sucked this year, and Bailey Zappi. So the, maybe I mean, the, Patri- just- the Patriots defense has been good for most of the season. Yeah. So that's I mean. Not having a great day against the Patriots defense, that's not – maybe not very super alarming, but either way as a whole, like, this game – you don't want this game to be close, right? Right. Well, luckily they have the get-right game versus uh, Miami where, like, if they win, they are, they are in really great position to make it to the AFC Championship or even the Super Bowl. Uh, and if they keep trending downward, then they might just not even make the playoffs. So I, this game is super important for not only getting into the playoffs but also getting back on track because they, they looked so good a couple weeks ago. Um, and now, like, like you said, they're kind of they're in the decline, it seems, especially if Allen is hurt. Yeah, moving on to Chiefs Bengals. Uh, I've said it once, and I'll say it again. Isaiah Pacheco is the best player on the Chiefs offense this year. Uh, another great game by him. A lot of yards. That's, um, that's bold. But even with a couple of explosive plays, they still only scored one touchdown. They had six field goals. They put up, you know, looking like a lot of points, but they only scored one touchdown. And this offense did not just figure itself out in this game. Like, this game was not the game where maybe you look at the box score and it looked like it clicked, but watching the game, it did not click. They had a couple, you know, big explosive plays, and they still only put up not that many points. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Pacheco, uh, this offense runs through Pacheco. He's he's the most consistent and the best playmaker they have. Rishi Rice hit a few big plays. Outside of that, you're not really getting production from anybody in this Kansas City offense. Uh, MVS is still dropping passes. This the one this week cracked me up. He's running this crossing route, and the ball is slightly behind him, kind of like on his his back hip a little bit, and he drops it. And of course, like instead of you know instead of taking any blame, he like looks back at Mahomes and is like putting his hands at his hip, like come on man, like you can't throw it at my back hip, like you know I'm not going to catch that. <laughs> like I mean, like I said, not not the easiest catch in the world, but still one that you would expect an NFL receiver to make. So yeah, this. You know, Chiefs win, win the AFC West for the eighth year in a row, which is, you guys want to hear a super disheartening stat for me. So, yeah, the Chiefs have won eight in a row now, so eight in eight years. The Raiders have won eight division titles in the past 48 years. So, yeah. Anyway, great for the Chiefs. Now they can, I think I think we just got word that they're arresting Patrick Mahomes this week because they really don't have anything to play for in this game. Yep. Yeah. That's so correct. Maybe maybe the extra rest will help them get get their offense figured out. I don't know. I just I just think that 
I mean, yeah, for for whatever reason, they can't they can't get it figured out. And I, I don't think it's a lack of talent. Like, I feel like they have some talented, you know, Rasheed Rice is a really talented guy. I, you know, we talked about Pacheco. Um, I don't know if it's the problem is that Travis Kelsey is not the same guy that he's been in the past. Like, he's just not as much of a threat as he used to be. Or maybe he's hurt. I mean, you look at it, the season as a whole, you know, he's still... I think he's close to a thousand yards. I know he has over 900 yards receiving, but maybe he's just not, he's not as much of a threat and defenses don't have to focus on him as much as they did in the past. I don't know. Either way. Yeah. It's just not, you know, sound like a broken record, but they're just not the same offense that they've been past few seasons. Yeah. I I really need an in-depth documentary uh, discussing the downfall of Travis Kelsey and his tie to um, uh, Taylor Swift and, and being in every other commercial that's on a, that's on TV. Kind of, kind of I crazy. Say, I would say, yeah, more like not looking at like just the Taylor Swift thing, like whatever. But I think this season it's become. Mr. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's kind of become a distraction. You know, like it's it's one thing when you're winning and they're all like everybody's in the commercials, everybody's all everywhere, like it's all fine. But it seems like when you start losing those that kind of stuff, like probably rubs guys the wrong way. You know, like the fact that Kelsey is, you know, it's all about his podcast with his brother, or yeah, what's you know what's the gossip with him and taylor swift or oh they were like together in like argentina or something for her show and it just kind of becomes a distraction i think there's probably guys or people within the organization they're like look like can we focus on can we just focus on football right now and not be you know so distracted by all the other stuff going on off the field but you know when you're that successful like you're going to get those opportunities and, and you know i mean there's commercials with all three mahomes kelsey and uh Reed. and andy Reid in them so it's just uh I don't know. Yeah, it it seems like this year, like maybe it became too much, too much about all the stuff, all the distractions, and not as much about the product on the field. Also, yeah, something we haven't we, we oh. haven't talked about is that yeah, Eric Bieniemy is not there, and for so long, I feel like people wouldn't give Bieniemy credit in this offense because it's like, oh, it's Andy Reid's offense; he's calling the plays. But the longer this season has gone on, the more I think, yeah, the absence of Eric Bieniemy is is felt by this Kansas City offense. Yeah, one more thing to take away. And I don't know why I'm bringing this up because it's just kind of a funny stat. But we were talking about like Kelsey being in all these ads. Travis Kelsey got paid. Uh, guess how much Travis Kelsey gets paid a year to work for the Chiefs? Like his contract, his, his average annual salary. Like his salary? Yeah. He's probably what, like 10 or 12 million? 14 million. Okay. 14. Okay. Yep. Guess how much he got paid to do the Pfizer ads this year? I don't know. 20? 20 million. They gave him 20? <laughs> they gave him 20. He made $6 million more by just. Like so being a public figure, so he's than, so he's making he's making way more in endorsements right now than he is as a player. Yeah, almost like one hundred fifty percent, which is not uncommon for you know yeah, like big stars. True. Like a, a lot of big stars do, but yeah, it's just funny that it's from like a, a pharmaceutical company. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is kind of funny. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Moving on to Cardinals Eagles. Uh, there's one thing that the Eagles had going them for them pretty much. All season, even in their down times, they had a great run defense. And even that kind of fell apart this game. Uh, the Eagles kind offense. Of. Kind of. It completely it, fell apart. It, it fell apart this game. The Cardinals ran all over them, dude. They looked like the the Cardinals. Know, what's the greatest rushing offense of all time? I'm not sure. I don't they know. They just, at one point, they had 100 Detroit Lions. They had 192 yards rushing in the third quarter. 
It was ridiculous. Yeah, so the Eagles – Sorry, Evan, go, go ahead. No strengths <laughs> left. Like, I mean, their offense was good this game, but it's been bad in the past. They're, like, they're just not the team that they were last year. I mean, I know we've talked about the Chiefs as well, and probably we also sound like broken records. But, I mean, without those two co- – I think the big difference is the two coordinators. Without those two coordinators, they've really – like, everything's lacked. The matchups defensively have lacked. Uh, the creativity and offense just has not been there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. This is – insane to think about yeah like losing the cardinals i feel like we like last week picking this game after the, you know, the eagles had been down we're like well they're not gonna lose the cardinals right like that won't happen and then it did so yeah I, I don't know where i don't know where you go from here if you're philly you're in the playoffs but it's like the team the team's falling apart and then yeah i mean i don't even focus on that let's let's talk about the cardinals like good for the cardinals right like building a little bit a little bit of momentum going into next season uh, i think if kyler murray has another really good game like this next week he could potentially save his job because i mean you saw in this game how good kyler murray can be right right would you would you guys agree i would agree and i mean you'd rather have a guy that you like you know can produce in the nfl instead of drafting somebody and you know that's a whole nother question mark yeah murray is under contract i mean honestly watching this game it made me think geez the cardinals might be kind of a fringe wild card playoff team right now had murray been the starter the whole season yeah I agree. I don't. I don't think that's that's super far fetched. Yeah, I feel the same way about Justin Fields as I do about Kyler Murray, and that's that they both can produce in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you really want to take a gamble on. Yeah, some really good uh, quarterback prospects, but maybe you just want to build around them and get them some weapons or some exactly. I mean, like offensive like, lines like, instead. Like we've said, that there are, there are way bigger problems on both of those teams than the quarterback position. I wouldn't consider those guys weaknesses on these teams at all. So. I think if you draft a quarterback, you're addressing a problem that's not really there. Yeah. Moving on, though, to uh, Rams-Giants. Rams, two for eight on third down, three turnovers. They were able to move the ball well on, like, first and second down, but overall kind of a a little bit of problems definitely on third down. Offensively, uh, a little bit of turnovers. The fumble, obviously, from Demarcus Robinson does not help. But almost let the Giants pull off an upset. Can't play like this when you get into the playoffs. Uh, no matter who they play, they're probably going to lose if they play, you know, this bad. But able to still get a win and, you know, cement themselves in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah this was not not their best showing. Obviously, Stafford was a little bit off. The two, the two interceptions were both both bad. One of them, yeah, just like a bad throw, just a missed throw, not something you see from him. And then, you know, the Giants played well. I mean, Tyrod Taylor had made some huge throws. Kind of plays that made you think, like, if Tyrod Taylor – was healthy, then he should have been playing the whole time. Like Tommy DeVito probably never should have been playing over Tyrod Taylor if Taylor was healthy, which I think there were a couple of games like that. But Kyron Williams had a good day, really good day, three touchdowns. Yeah, um, yeah the, issues, it, it, the issues on third down and, and really kind of late in the game, the way the Rams just weren't able to put it away on offense and, and they let the Giants hang around. And then, I mean, honestly, the Giants should have – probably should have won this game. I mean, they they get in get into field goal range and then can't get any closer and have to settle for like a 54-yard field goal and uh Mason Crosby couldn't hit it. But I'm not super concerned for the Rams because when you look at their yeah, their schedule, they are 6 and 1 in their last 7 games and their one loss was the overtime loss to the Ravens in a game that they should have won. So they basically in their last seven games, yeah, their worst loss, their worst game is a loss to the best team in the NFL who they played closer than probably anybody has recently. So 
yeah, you get the win, get in the playoffs. Um, but I'm not, I, I'm not as concerned with the Rams as we are like the Bills. Like I, I would say, I'm a little bit more worried about the Bills right now than I am the Rams. Yeah, shout out to Kyron Williams for single-handedly winning me fantasy uh, football this year. That was huge. Jameer Gibbs did nothing for me. Kyron Williams three touchdowns was was nice. Yeah. Moving on to uh... and, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Before we go, quick shout out. He's probably not going to. Win an offensive rookie of the year because I think CJ Stroud will get it and, and Stroud deserve it deserves it. But Puka Nakua has had an historic season receiving. He's uh, close to fifteen hundred yards receiving. Um, touchdown numbers are kind of low. I think he only has like five touchdowns. But he is even with Cooper Cup back, he's still the number one receiver in this offense, and he's just a great like football player. It's it's funny because. I think we talk so much about, you know, guys like physical, like, oh, they're like they're 40 time and like what insane athletes there are at receiver. He's not the most like insane athlete. Like he's kind of an average athlete as, as far as NFL players goes. But I don't know, he's just a great football player. So shout out Puka Nakua. Kind of carried my fantasy team for a lot of this year. Yeah, moving on to uh, Raiders Colts. Raiders, unfortunately, uh. finally eliminated. I think going into this game, the Colts game plan was more to play it a little bit safer on offense. Keep the ball on the ground a lot. I mean, Mitchell only had 23 passes. I think they knew that, you know, the Raiders defense had caused four defensive touchdowns in the last two weeks. And the Raiders offense had scored less than that, I think. Or, well, I guess the turn. No, not less, but, 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 yeah. but, you know, the Raiders defense was the dominant unit. So, yeah. don't hand them the ball. Yeah, this uh, it was unfortunate. We got knocked out of the hunt. Uh, with the way the other games shook out, it probably wouldn't have mattered anyway. I don't think the Raiders, like, they, they, they wouldn't, even if they won this game, they wouldn't be in a great position to get in the playoffs right now. But, uh, you know, is what it is. The defense uh, obviously didn't play as well as it did against the Chiefs. They let up let up a number of big plays. They couldn't couldn't stop the run as well. The Colts ran the ball. Um, offense didn't do anything in the first half. They had some great field position and couldn't capitalize. O'Connell played well overall, you know, threw for close to, I think, just under 300 yards and two touchdowns. Devontae Adams, best game that he's had in a long time, went for over 100 and, and two both of the touchdowns. And then, you know, kind of late, it, it you could complain about some of the calls. Like there was a pass interference that was a little iffy. And then they called the Raiders offsides on a field goal attempt that the Colts missed. And if you watch the replay, he's probably not offsides. He, he kind of times the snap perfectly. But either way, the Raiders, you know, weren't a playoff team. You lose a close game to the Colts. It's not terrible. Uh, as for Antonio Pierce moving forward, like, I, yeah, I don't think losing this game should – you know, sink his chances of becoming the head coach. And in, in my opinion, I think he should he should still be the um, the top candidate. I know uh, Jim Harbaugh's name is coming up a lot right now in the past few days, and we'll see what happens there after the national championship. And it's it's certainly like Mark Davis, the Raiders' owner, to go after a a big name head coach. It's you know he'd done that before with John Gruden. Um, personally, I, I would rather I would rather go with Pierce than Harbaugh. I think Pierce's demeanor just fits this team, fits this group of players. I, I think if you bring in Jim Harbaugh, that's going to be a whole a big overhaul of culture and and of players. I think a lot of guys that are there will be gone, and you know, and he's he'll want to build that team with his kind of guys. Uh, and I just don't feel like going through another rebuild right now. So I, I am officially yeah voting for Antonio Pierce. He, he, he would be my cho choice for uh, for head coach for the Raiders going forward. Yeah, moving on to Saints-Bucks. Saints do defeat the Bucks. It was a very efficient day for Derek Carr, even though he didn't have a lot of volume. Saints defense, which has kind of randomly turned it on throughout the year, like randomly we'll call them a top 10 defense all of a sudden for one week and then they'll fall apart the next week. This was one of those weeks that they 
they really turned it on, causing four turnovers against what's been a really good Bucks offense most of the season. Uh, unfortunately, still do not control their own destiny. Need somebody else to lose, but keep their playoff hopes alive. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I really wanted the the Bucks to win because of the the narrative going in that like Baker Mayfield has been playing better than Derek Carr and all this stuff, and like they paid for like like uh, the Saints paid so much for Derek Carr. And the Bucks paid nothing for Baker Mayfield, yeah. and like that would have been kind of a cool story, especially because like Baker's been tossed around like crazy. Uh, but yeah, it was just kind of uh, Baker Mayfield just looked horrible. Baker Mayfield, <laughs> it was it was it was tough. It was tough to watch. Yeah, he, he had he had one of those days where he shows why teams have uh, been so willing yes. to move on from him. Yeah, but you know, it's not over in the NFC South. I I thought after. I was mistaken last week. I, I thought once the Saints won this, they controlled their own destiny. They don't. The Buccaneers are still they're still in a win in their in position. The Saints need to win next week and get some help. But I mean, yeah, the these past two weeks, I guess, yeah, the Saints have probably played looked more consistent than they have all season. Getting getting big plays from a number of former Raiders. Uh, yeah, like you said, Derek Carr played well, and then uh, Jonathan Abram. Former Raiders first round pick had an interception and a forced fumble in this game. So shout out Jonathan Abram. We'll uh, we'll see how things shake out. We'll see how things shake out there in the NFC South. I don't think I don't think any of the other teams in the NFC are afraid of who wins the NFC South going into the playoffs. But you know you get a banner, right? You, you get to put that division championship champion banner up in your uh, in your stadium or your ring or wherever. So yeah. Moving on to a little bit of news. One last thing before we get into the playoffs. Just quickly, Bears secure the first overall pick. I think that they'll keep Fields. Uh, that's what I think they will do. Not saying that's what I think they should do. I'm undecided. I haven't watched a lot of college yet this year. Uh, although I don't think Fields had the best game in terms of like progressing through reads. He was lights out accurate against the Falcons in horrific weather conditions. Um, and as he always is, a great runner. So I think that they've seen enough out of him that they'll stick to him. Yeah, honestly, the Pierce or the uh, Pierce, um, the field situation re- reminds me of Antonio Pierce with the Raiders, where more guys in the locker room are coming forward. Like DJ Moore said, is like been very clear that I want Justin Fields to be my quarterback. Um, in the same way that Raider players are like, we want Antonio Pierce to be our head coach. So I think both of those, yeah, franchises would would be uh, it'd be a good idea to stick with those guys and not uh, not move on. Honestly, I feel like the Bears are in a. Uh, in a Madden-like situation right now where they can just continue yeah. to trade the first-round pick to just stockpile insane draft capital in the next draft. Like, I, I somebody's going to be moving up to get a quarterback, right? Like, the Falcons desperately need a quarterback, and they're not going to have a top-five pick to get the best guy. So I, I see the Falcons as a team um, for sure that could potentially move up. Um, they're not the only ones. But, like, if the Bears, I wouldn't mind moving back a few spots and picking up more draft picks um, next year. Like, yeah, if you if you decide that you're not going to take a quarterback, I would definitely, like, listen to offers for the first overall pick, you know? Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly what is going to go down on draft night. Or not draft night, but leading up to draft night. The Bears are going to have the number one pick, and then the number two pick is either going to be, I believe, the Commanders, the or Patriots, the or the Cardinals, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, whoever has the second pick, unless it's the Cardinals, I guess. If, if it's the Patriots or the Commanders, are going to sell an arm and a leg to move up one spot and the bears are going to take it and they're going to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. with the second pick. And I think I would rather have Marvin Harrison Jr. and Justin Fields than just uh Caleb Williams or Drake May. Well yeah, and 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 that would just be ridiculous and you'd probably get some good dra- even if you don't get like crazy draft capital, it's like free 
it's just even great. if you get yeah, if you get great. anything, because you'll still get the guy that you would have taken if you exactly. did it. Like I feel like they're, they're like Marvin Harrison Jr. is the guy that they want. I mean, if you have him paired with DJ Moore, I mean that's a that is a really really good receiving combo on paper. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. and so yeah, you may as well get more for it. Yeah, if, if somebody's if somebody's willing to move up, like go for it, do it. Yeah, I don't know how like far down I'd go. I mean, I guess it just depends on what the yeah, other team. If, if I was but them, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to drop out of the top five for sure. I would want to stay in the top five. Yeah. I honestly, it would be tough to even move back further than two. If you're like really set on Marvin Harrison jr. Because I could see somebody like the Cardinals or something trading up to two to pick him right ahead of the bears. If the bears have three or something like that, I I could see that. But I I mean, I also could just see like, like what if the bears trade back to two and then the Falcons are like, yo, we trade up for, up to get to and then they just like have a ridiculous number of draft picks It'd be pretty yeah. crazy i mean they already have honestly, a ridiculous number the, of draft good, picks. The, the good the good thing for the bears is i feel like they they finally sort of flipped the script this year i mean they're going to finish the season with at least seven wins they're seven and nine right now if they win next league next week they could be eight and nine and like for once like we're not looking at them as like oh my gosh they're the worst team in the nfl right now and there's like no hope moving forward like they've looked like a pretty darn good team here past few weeks the defense is playing really well fields looks a lot more comfortable and yeah there's a lot of uh there's a lot of hope there's a lot of optimism reason for optimism in chicago yeah moving on to uh the playoffs a little bit so there's four five te- or sorry in the afc you've got the jags the bills the colts the texans and the steelers fighting for three spots colts texans is a playoff game because whoever wins is in whoever loses is out for the steelers you need a win and you need some help the Bills control their own destiny and the Jags control their own destiny. Um, if the Bills win, they're in. And if the Bills lose, then the Jags or the Steelers need to lose. If the Jags win, they're in. If the Jags lose, then they need a Steelers loss. And they, their game comes down to Raiders-Broncos. Uh, awesome. Very the, ultimate, the ultimate tiebreaker. If Steelers <laughs> and Jags both lose, then the tiebreaker comes down to, to a random team that does not care – Win or lose. Well, I mean, obviously you care win or lose, but like the game that doesn't matter. So in the NFC, you've got wait, the wait, 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 wait. Say you got to finish the scenario though. So if if the Steelers and the Jaguars both lose, the Jags want the Raiders to win, right? Because if the Raiders win that game, then the Jags are in. Yes, correct. If the, if the Broncos win the game, the Steelers are in. Yes. Yep. So for me, as a Raiders fan. If this goes down, I definitely want the Raiders to win and then knock the Steelers out of the playoffs because the Raiders still don't like the Steelers. Yeah, and so in the NFC, Packers, Seahawks, Vikings, Falcons, Saints, and Bucks. Uh, if the Bucks win, they're in, which they probably will because they play the Panthers. I love I love that the Falcons are still in there. Like most people are probably thinking, like, wait, no, that was an error. You didn't mean to say the Falcons, did you? But no, you did. The Falcons could still win the N- a- NFC South. They would need the Bucks to lose to the Panthers, and they would need to beat the Saints. Uh, the Packers, if they win, they're in with the seventh seed. Uh, if they don't, then the Seahawks are in with a win. And if they don't, then the Saints are in with a win. And if none of them win, then the Vikings are in with a win. And if none of them win at all, then the Packers are in. So, <laughs> That's crazy. Let's pick some games now, week 18. Let's, yeah, let's let's pick some games and then uh, we'll see how the chips fall. Steelers, so do we know? Ravens. Yeah, do we know if the Ravens are starting like Lamar and stuff? Or are they going to rest? I, they they I think it's come that out. Has, that has not come out as of uh, <laughs> January third. 
Yeah. yeah, I'm picking the Ravens, even though they might rest some starters. I think that they are upset about the last loss to the Steelers, and they'll win this one. Yeah, I, I like the Ravens, too. I just can't see them laying down and letting a divisional opponent um, get into the playoffs, or at least have a much higher chance of getting into the playoffs. Right? The, the Steelers aren't winning in, right? Yeah. But I, I just think the Ravens hate this team too much. And even if, even if you know, if Lamar Jackson maybe only plays a couple of series – and Tyler, like I think Tyler Huntley, like I would still take him with this Ravens team over the Steelers, honestly. Yeah, I'm also going to take the Ravens in this one. I just think that even if they don't play like Lamar, they're still going to care about it because it's a division opponent. And I don't think the Steelers are all that great. Texans at Colts. Oh, let's got, go. For the playoffs, I got the Texans winning this one. Whew. I'm with you. I, I like CJ Stroud. He he saved he saved the Texans. You can see how important he uh he is to this team once he got back uh this past week, what they did to the Titans. So yeah, I'll take the Texans too. Yeah, I'm also gonna take the Texans, unfortunately. It, it's wow. not looking good for the Texans yeah. if we all change them, the Colts. On the road. Nobody's nobody's buying into the Colts. I, I definitely think the Colts could win. This is a big time 50-50, but not oh, only yeah. do I think the Texans are gonna win, I'd rather the Texans win. So yeah, I want I want them to win. Yeah. I, I uh yeah I agree. Jags at Titans. Jags winning there in. I got the Jags winning. There's no word on Trevor Lawrence yet, right? Nothing yet. I'll take the Jags. Titans are playing spoiler. The Houston Ooh. Texans are going to be your AFC South champions and host that, that, the Cleveland Browns in a playoff game this year. That would I'm be a very that would be a very Titans thing to do with Mike Vrabel and just hurt and then also just hurt their draft capital. Like yeah, they really just want to lose it. But yeah, I'm taking the I'm taking the Titans. Vikings at Lions. I got the Lions. Yeah, I'll take the Lions. This the Vikings offense was so dismal last week. They started Jaron Hall and then benched him and went back to Nick Mullins. It just it really got ugly there. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly don't know about this one. It doesn't really matter for the Lions if they lose, uh, unless the Cowboys choke to the Commanders and the Eagles choke to the Giants. Like both of those have to have to happen for this game to matter. But Dan Campbell already came out and said that the starters are playing. I expect them to win. Falcons. Not only are the starters playing, but they're going to go for it in every fourth down. They're not going to punt. I like it. Ooh, I they're like that. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. They're only, they're only going to kick onside kicks. He's going to play the most aggressive <laughs> game you have ever seen in your life. He's going to double down on 15. Everything. Six. <laughs> Everything. It'd be awesome. But, hey, take the Justin Jefferson. Whatever his line is, take the over. I mean, we, we've seen what has happened with uh, the good receivers versus the Lions defense. So, All right, moving on to Falcons-Saints. Um, I have the Falcons upsetting the Saints in this one in New Orleans. No. No, the Saints are going to win. Yeah, Saints, Saints the, are going to win. I think the Saints are going to win, too. Playoffs on the line. The Saints have a couple of options to get in. Or uh, not options, but a couple paths to get in. And the Falcons only have one, and I don't think it's going to happen. So, in the Saints. Yeah. Jets at Patriots, very interesting game here that I'm sure everybody will be watching. I got the Patriots with a final score of three to two. Yeah, I like the Patriots too. They've played better as of late. I kind of forgot the Jets were in the NFL because they played. <laughs> they, I guess they played on Thursday night this past week. Yeah, they played the Browns. I'll, I'll, I'll take the Patriots. All right, you guys must have a short memory here, but I remember when the Jets went into LA and beat the Rams just to make it so that they had to draft Zach Wilson instead of Trevor Lawrence. So I'm going to take the Jets just to screw up their draft pick and probably get like a tackle instead of a, a good player. 
just a no-name tackle that won't even start. I think I think they're I think they're going to be drafting offensive line regardless, uh, assuming that Aaron Rodgers is good coming point. back. That's a good point. Bucks at Panthers. I got the Bucks for the. Joe, you pick. Oh man, I, I'm going to take the Bucks too, but I could totally see the Panthers playing spoiler. Also, if they tie, the Saints could. Uh, we haven't seen a tie yet in the in the league, which is kind of rare. You usually see like one or two. But if the Bucks tie the Panthers and the Saints win, uh, the Saints are in. Just kind of that'd be kind of nuts. But uh, I'll take the Bucks. I really want to take the Panthers because I'd like to see the Saints get in the playoffs, but. I just can't. I just can't do it. I'm. I'm gonna have to take the Bucks. I just. I really think the Panthers are are bad. So I cannot pick them to win a game. <laughs> yeah. Browns at Bengals. Uh, I got the Bengals. Browns have locked up the five seed. Rest in Joe Flacco. Um, this I'm Browns gonna take the, will be in shambles without I'll, I'll the take, caliber quarterback Joe Flacco. I'll take the Browns anyway, just because Joe Flacco will still be on the sideline and he'll be able to, you know, kind of coach. Uh, Jeff Driscoll up and I think you know that kind of veteran leadership and mentorship is is really invaluable in these situations so I'll take the Browns to just keep winning anyway even without Flacco on even without Flacco between you know the sidelines I'll take the Bengals on this one Bears at Packers I got the Packers at home against the Bears team that they seem to always be making the playoffs all right here we go just like last year Game in Lambeau versus a division rival. Packers win in their end. And if they lose, the Seahawks just have to win in their end. It's the exact same scenario as it was last year with the Lions. And the Bears are going to do the same thing. Give me the Bears. Packers ain't making the playoffs. Get them out of here. I like the Bears, too. I think Fields is going to carve this defense up. I really do. And, yeah, solidify his status as the Bears quarterback going forward. Give me give me the Bears. Cowboys at Commanders. I got the Cowboys. Yeah, I got the Cowboys too. But remember when the Commanders beat them in the same kind of game last year, and that was the reason that Sam Howell got the job. That was a long time yeah. ago. But um, anyway, I'll take the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, this week is going to be a, a week of manifestations for me. Uh, so we're going to take the Commanders to win this one, so that the Lions have a chance at the two seed. The, I mean, the Cowboys shouldn't have a shot at the two seed. They should have lost. So make this sure, is gonna, uh, this is going to be sure, perfect. Make sure you're wearing the right crystals around your neck. This week, Jim, <laughs> to manifest all these games, it would be really funny though if the if the Cowboys, who are just like awesome at home and terrible away, just choke to the Commanders in in Washington or in yeah. DC, I should say, and then have to go on the road and be the fifth seed. All right, let's go. Let's get the last few picks in here. Broncos at Raiders. I got the Broncos. Raiders. Raiders. Eagles at Giants. Eagles. Uh, Eagles. Giants. <laughs> Seahawks at Once Cardinals. Again. I got the Seahawks. Cardinals. Ooh, Seahawks. Rams at 49ers. 49ers are probably arresting people, so I got the Rams. Yeah, I'll take the Rams, too. Uh, I'm going to take the Niners, just because you guys took the Rams. I don't know. It's fun. Chiefs at Chargers with no Mahomes. I got the Chiefs to play their best offensive game of the year. (laughs) I'll take the Chiefs, too. I will also. uh, No, I'm taking the Chargers. Give give them some hope for the offseason. Why not? Okay, moving on to possible most important game of the week and possibly most important game of the year for a couple of these teams. Bills at Dolphins. I got the Bills upset or beating the Dolphins in Miami. Yeah, I got the Bills. I got the Bills finishing the job. I predicted a couple weeks ago, probably like four weeks ago, that the Bills were going to run the table and Dolphins were going to lose a game or two. Yep, I'm going to be right. AFC East, going to the Bills. I'm picking the Dolphins to win at home. They're better at home. Bills are trending down. Two is going to have a big day. This offense is going to put up put up big numbers. 
Dolphins win, win the AFC East. Yeah, can we talk about for a second how dangerous the Bills could potentially be if they like kind of kind of kick kick Miami around, you know, just like get them up uh, and then have the two seed. Like that's scary. They got at least two home playoff games, if not three. If if they win this game, if they beat Miami and are the number two seed, then they would join the list of teams that I think could win the AFC. Right now, the only teams I think could win the AFC are the Ravens and the Browns, but the Bills have the potential to get up there. I don't. I don't think anybody else is really a threat to those teams, but that's just me. Kansas yeah. City, like I know Kansas City has looked bad all year, but I'm still, I still won't count them. I still won't count Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes out in the playoffs. I just can't do it. I've seen it too many times. Texans, AFC champion. <laughs> yep. Yep. Thank you for listening to Outside Source Football. Have a great start to 2024. Hopefully the Lions win this week and win the Super Bowl as they're going to. Uh, and have a great day. Good job, Evan. Way to, way to tie it all together there. Super enthusiastic. Super enthusiastic.